Money FM 89.3, best of the evening runway. Why it matters. Money FM 89.3, good afternoon. It is the evening runway. It's now time for Why It Matters. So we're going to take a look at this report by Statista. The value of artificial intelligence, or AI, when it comes to marketing, is set to surpass $107.5 billion by the end of the year 2028. Well, AI in marketing, it is a highly strategic and comprehensive methodology. Businesses tend to leverage to reach their target audience, uh, build a strong connection with them. I think we all have uh, some experience with this when it comes to things like Instagram and how it pushes the videos that you want to watch, right? Well, experts believe that AI marketing has become unavoidable because it facilitates cross-channel marketing, coordination, ad targeting, optimization, developing customer journey mapping, content creation, real-time data analysis. If you work in marketing, you know exactly what I'm talking about. So today we're going to discuss how marketers in Southeast Asia, how have they embrace AI the way they should be. On the line with me is Kate Liu, Senior Marketing Director, APAC for Vonage. Kate, good afternoon. How are you? Good afternoon. I'm great. Thank you for inviting me. I appreciate this conversation. Uh, Vonage, I understand, is one of the global leaders in cloud communications. You guys help businesses accelerate digital transformation. So I guess to start us off, how have companies accepted AI? (laughs) Well, I think with the introductions of ChatGPT and other generative AIs since last year, they've created a lot of excitement in the business world. A recent survey on digital marketing trends revealed that a staggering 92% of marketers say that integrating AI into the marketing is the number one trend for 2024. So marketers in Southeast Asia are increasingly seeing AI as a useful assistant that can augment their ability to better manage day-to-day tasks such as responding to customer inquiries, generate personalized content and product recommendations, including delivering a personalized customer experience. AI can adapt yeah. to the customer interactions in many, many ways. Yeah, yeah. So things like large language model mm. and generative AI, they can help to capture and analyze customer preferences, purchases and history to understand behaviors and context in order to generate that tailored content and recommendations. But on the other hand, there's another AI called conversational AI that helps with generating automated responses that's powered by something we call natural language processing. Uh, In short, we call it NLP or NLU. This um, enables chatbots and virtual assistants to automate routine tasks and transactions. Now, when we put these two AI disciplines together, they can be the best of both worlds results. With conversational AI and generative AI working together, one can easily create more natural conversation flows, but at a bigger scale. Okay. Uh, Kate, i, I got to admit to you, I, I, I'm law trained. Mm. And being law trained, I believe in making a case. So I wonder, with mm. AI, right, because you have all this mm. data, as someone in marketing, does it help you make your case? Yes, they do. So at the ease, right, we're seeing that customer want convenient and conversational customer experiences, right? Okay. And we strive to deliver them uh, at the channels that they prefer, you know. So customers want quick support and on-demand support all the time. And how do we do it with existing operations, with existing resources that we have? Mm-hmm. And that, that enters an AI. I think with the advancement in AI technologies, like what I mentioned just now, right, conversation AI combining mm-hmm. with generative AI, it does help us to scale our ability to provide those services in a more intuitive, engaging manner. Okay. 
Kate, you mentioned the word resource. I do wonder as well, with regard to resource, are, are there barriers, uh, you know, that, that stop companies from adopting AI properly? I think a lot of interest there that there's a lot of experimentations. Perhaps some of the barriers would be, of course, again, I want to cite another survey that was done. I think, well, there's a lot of uh, interest in AI and exploring how uh, we can use AI to better our uh, day-to-day tasks. There's also a significant barrier to adoptions, which requires training. So that, that, that signifies room for more training and understanding. Mm. And I think uh, experimenting with it, iterating and, and improving upon it. One of the things that I think enterprises may be wary of would be what if AI gives inaccurate answer? Well, if the AI hallucinates. Okay. Then again, as I was pointing earlier, if we combine different AI technologies, disciplines together, like conversational AI and generative AI, there lies a, a potential to help to mitigate the thought hallucinations and right. ensure the conversation flow is on script. It doesn't go beyond you know what is reasonably accepted. Okay. This term, uh, conversational commerce, that you've explained to us, do you see this as, as perhaps one of the bigger trends as far as AI is concerned going into 2024? I think the keyword is conversational. Okay. Right? So conversational means that it's not one way, it's not one-sided, right? Mm-hmm. So I think companies, we've been always been uh, doing a lot of one-sided promotions and broadcasts to the consumers. But what actually consumers want is uh, a two-way conversation. So the experience become more conversational, more intuitive and more engaging. Okay. And this is quite a significant shift from static to more dynamic, interactive shopping. I wonder, is this a replacement for the whole brick and mortar where you go to a shop, you talk to the, the, to the person selling the products, you get recommendations. What does this do? I know it, it's great for, for marketers, but any opinion on what does this do for, for salespeople? Actually, there's been a lot of talk about that now the pandemic is over, that yeah. people are going back to, to the shop. Yeah. I don't see it as a zero-sum game that yeah. is bread and mortar and then <laughs> therefore the death of yeah. Uh, yeah. all these online commerce, right? Yeah. I think they are complementary. So if you look at uh, our personal experiences, uh, yeah, we do like to go out. We like to go to the showroom and, mm. and um, check out and feel the product itself. Mm-hmm. And then we go home, we want to think about it and maybe even measure the measurement and visualize yeah. how it looks in our home environment. And then we want to make a purchase and that's when you go online. Okay. So I think there's great opportunity for to bridge actually online and offline together. So let's talk a little bit about uh, Voyager's um, conversational commerce capabilities with AI tools. How do you guys come in to, to help businesses, to help marketers cope with this rise of AI, the rise of conversational commerce? So conversational commerce, I think, is rise is because it's, you know, personally, it's omnichannel and it's uh, also messaging first, customer engagement. Yeah. And this is actually echoing what consumers like to do, right? I mean, consumers would like to contact businesses feel like the way they can contact their friends and family. Mm-hmm. So they like to look out for brands and, and do research on brands online, right? So social is one of the channels they turn to. So conversational commerce, I think, helps to provide that end-to-end shopping experience. So you can browse, you can discover products, you can ask questions, you can make a purchase within the social channel itself. In fact, you can even complete payment on the social channel. For sure. Well, this has been a great conversation. I've been speaking with Kate Liu, who is Senior Marketing Director for APEC at Voynich. Thank you so much for your time, Kate. Take care and have a great Monday evening. To listen to the full interview, download our podcasts at audio.sg or download the audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O, audio at the App Store and Google Play.